Bridge Bank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. Bridge Bank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Sophia Shaw just started her senior year at Los Altos High School. And between tennis practice, her six AP classes, and applying for colleges, she's got a lot going on. And she likes it that way. But Sophia also goes to a competitive, high-achieving school where everyone is expected to succeed. So life can get pretty overwhelming very fast. The pressure chokes me. It stifles my hobbies, my creative license, my mental health. And unfortunately, it isn't just me. Sophia says there's a reason why all this pressure exists. And her proximity to Silicon Valley's biggest tech companies has got a lot to do with it. Google, all the shiny new glass polished buildings are just all the way up there. My best friend's mom is one of the executive officers of Microsoft. One of my best friends, ex-boyfriend's dad, is an executive officer of Yelp. Everyone looks at that and they're like, I want to do whatever that is. I want that level of prestige. I want people to know who I am. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara and welcome to The Bay, local news to keep you rooted. It's back to school for students across the Bay. And today on the show, we're collaborating with KQED's Youth Takeover, a year-long project to highlight the voices and stories of local teens. Today, one teen story about the intense pressure to succeed at her Silicon Valley High School and how she plans to pave her own way forward. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. 
And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. My name is Sophia, Sophia Shao. I'm from Los Altos, California. I go to Los Altos High School. I'm 17 and a half, I guess. I'm almost 18. For fun, I play tennis. I box a little bit. I swim Ooh, a little bit. It's cool. Just a little bit of everything. I feel like boxing is very rare. I never hear that. Yeah, it's kind of casual, but it's like... <laughs> good way to stress relief yeah oh yeah i can that makes sense um can you tell me a little bit about your family sophia my parents both immigrated here from china my dad went to one of the top universities in china and both of them were able to move to the u.s right now my grandparents are staying with us which is pretty nice my little sister is a rising sophomore in high school. Mm. So she's excited for that. I'm curious, um, growing up in Milpitas, um, and then also now, I mean, you're still growing up in many ways in Los Altos. What are the people you're growing up around like? When I was in elementary school, obviously, I remember there was a really big emphasis on the AMC test. Like the... What's that? It was like a big math competition. I specifically remember the two kids who got the best scores in our school. And then I got third. And then in eighth grade, well, we had like an actual graduation with caps and gowns. And we had little ropes that we hung around our neck. If you had a 4.0 and a 4 or a 4.5. We had awards for every grade. I remember I got two. Very proud of myself, and parents were also very proud of me because you got to stand in front of the stage and have the teacher say a speech about you. Wow. But it's kind of those things where uh, you just kind of grow up knowing that you need to be at a certain caliber to compete with everyone else. I just, I remember growing up like that. And being really upset when I got like a 3.9 or a 3.8. I was so obsessed with getting A's. And I think I carried that with me to ninth grade and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I mean, you also grew up in an immigrant household. I did. Which for me has come with, I think, like a certain pressure to succeed at least in the sense that like like I should live a better life than my parents yeah. had right um I'm curious if that's similar to your experience at all I think in the beginning it was when I was 
in elementary school when I was in middle school because they took such long sacrifices to get us where we were today. Mm. Um, when I moved to Los Altos, though, and I started high school, that almost faded in a way, m- mostly because I started piling on like work after work. Like, for example, today, I have this, obviously, <laughs> in the morning. At about 1.30, I have a physical for my tennis season that's coming up in a week. And then after that, I'm helping out my coach with something. And they're all things wow. that I kind of signed up for. Then at night, I'll probably have to do college apps because tomorrow at 8.30, I have a college app counselor meeting. Oh, my goodness. So this, it's kind of been my summer. So it's gotten to the point where my parents are just like, you need to calm down. Mm-hmm. Like, just takes some things off of your schedule. So at this point, it's like my parents are, they're like, if it's okay if you don't mm-hmm. become like a heart surgeon or something. It's interesting because it sounds like the pressure isn't necessarily coming from your parents, but like more like yourself, like a self-imposed pressure. Yeah. I mean, I really like being busy. It used to be because of college, and I think a lot of people still do it because of college. Yeah. Um, Like you want to get into the best school. Right. But like at this point, I just kind of, I'm used to it. So it's like, I'll just keep doing it, I guess. Mm. When you were a freshman, though, what were, like, how did this stress show up in conversations that you had with your friends? Like, were you all just, like, struggling every day? Just like, oh, my God, I hate this math homework right now. Or, like, did you have friends who noticed that stress, too? Did that come up in your conversations? I remember the first time I had a conversation about college was freshman year. Mm. And... When I was in freshman year, I knew two colleges. I knew Stanford and Harvard. (laughs) And I remember sophomore year, I asked my parents for a college counselor because I was still in the mindset of do whatever on your resume that can get you into college. Hmm. What was the, the turning point for you then? Did you have a turning point where you were like, this is too much for me? Sophomore year summer junior year i kind of had a mental health episode and that kind of it did kind of shift me into perspective because i went to like a bunch of hospitals and i saw kind of the state that the pandemic and being in silicon valley had left me in and I talked to a lot of the psychiatrists there, and they told me that a lot of the people who come to mental hospitals and asylums, they're from areas like Cupertino and Los Altos, who are also known for churning out like high success rates, high graduating rates. Wow. And it kind of just hit me that I would just rather do things that I like doing rather than Hmm. having to follow some sort of guidebook. You start this thing and you start this thing and you're the founder of this club. It just, you go down the list of what a college would want. It's 
So you realized that this pressure was eating at your soul, right. <laughs> it sounds like. Yeah. And that a lot of it comes from just growing up in a place that values success and achievement over all else. Yeah. How do you fight against that? As like bad as, as it like is, if I just put it in like a phrase, I just don't really care about <laughs> I mean, obviously, I want to get into a good college. Like, I don't want people to listen to this and be like, she doesn't want... I do want to get into a good college. It would be nice. But I don't want getting into a good college kind of take away from me actually living my life and going through each day. I mean, what things do you love to do and hope to do? I love helping people. I've talked to a friend about this who got into UChicago. If he hears this, he's going to be so happy that I mentioned <laughs> him. But he kind of helped me put it into words where I want to make a measurable impact on helping people, especially people in marginalized communities and kids. Because I've worked at as a head coach at a local sports camp. Love helping kids, especially the people, uh, the kids that are either on the spectrum or have trouble controlling their emotions because I kind of see me a little bit in that. And I feel like, I don't know, it just feels amazing to be able to make a difference for those kids. I like volunteering. I love playing tennis. My ball kid yesterday, I got to meet Naomi Osaka. And oh I saw her practicing. I know, and that was awesome. Is that going to help my college resume? Not that much. Am I ever going to see Naomi Osaka like five feet away from me? Probably not. <laughs> so it's like a give and take system. I mean, it is. So it's speaking of college, it's college application season. It is. What are your conversations with your friends like now? My thing is I had a lot of issues in high school that I got over and a lot of comebacks that I've made. But it doesn't. The comebacks don't show up on my GPA and my SAT score. And I'm much more proud of my comebacks than I am anything else. Hmm. Like personal comebacks? Yeah, or like, like personal comebacks. Not yeah. academic comebacks. No, not. I see. But so many of my friends, so that's the reason why I'm not as stressed out. Hmm. But a lot of my other friends, either they suffered in silence or they dealed with their issues in another sort of way. But a lot of them, when they're nearing college application season, they know that their parents and themselves have super high expectations on where they want to go. Last year, I think around eight people got into Stanford. And I know every single, not personally, but I know every single one of them hmm. by name. And more people got into Cornell, some Ivies, a lot of them into UCs. You can tell because in, your Insta in their Instagram bio, if they didn't put a college, probably means that they're not going to a college that they're necessarily proud of. Wow. Or they didn't reach that high expectation. But if they did put it in their Instagram bio, then they probably did. Well, Sophia, I mean, it's your senior year. It is. That's very exciting. Uh -huh. I I'm curious what you're looking forward to most this year outside of academics. <laughs> I'm so excited uh, for tennis season, like so excited. I don't know if I'm going to be captain or not yet, but 
but I am going to be one of the oldest, if not the oldest person on the team. Hmm. And it, it it feels like only it might be because of the pandemic, but it feels like yesterday where I was a freshman on uh, on my tennis team and the seniors were driving me home. I can't hmm. drive, but <laughs> um, it's like it feels like it's a roundabout now. I, again, took a lot of APs. I'm taking six, I believe. And I need to make up a lot of classes from sophomore year. I'm taking classes that I think I've never done before, or at least are like sort of interesting to me, except for physics. But Which um, one are you excited about the most? I'm really excited to take AP Psych. I think it'll be, yeah, I think it'll be pretty fun. I'm starting to do emergency medical service type things. I'm excited for my journalism class. Ooh, at school. That. Yeah. I'll again be one of the oldest, so it'll be nice to have everyone new coming in. I hope at least my teacher trusts me enough now so he'll let me do like solo projects. <laughs> but I guess we'll see. Yeah, senior year it should be it should be pretty fun. Well, I hope that it is fun, Sophia. I hope you enjoy your last year of high school. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Really appreciate it. That was Sophia Shao, a senior at Los Altos High School. This episode was produced as part of KQED's Youth Takeover, a year-long project to highlight compelling stories written and produced by local teens. You can find more of Youth Takeover online at kqed.org forward slash youth takeover. This hour-long conversation with Sophia was cut and edited by Alan Montecilio. Maria Esquinka produced this episode. This episode also happened with the support of KQED's Youth Media Program Manager, Amanda V. Hill. You can follow our team on Twitter at TheBayKQED. I'm Erica Cruz-Guevara. Talk to you next time. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. 
Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.